Okay, y'all. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and get started. Um, you guys, today is very much it's chill. I'm not I'm not trying to preach up here, right? This is this is a lot of uh, good information. And he, here is what I was telling Tiffany yesterday: is when we launched City Point Church, our heart has always been to do small groups. Always, um, I am. I am the small group guy. I love small groups. I think small groups are, they are the cure to, like, feeling disconnected in a large church, right? Um, I, I, I've, I heard of a story of a woman who uh, went to a church for, she said, 20 years, and she uh, never made one friend in her church. And she, it was a church of 200, but it was just very isolated. They didn't, they didn't have a very strong community in the church. She moved to another church that had 40,000 people in it, 40,000 people. And that church had small groups. They were very healthy. And she joined the group and within, what's up? Pulling up. Oh, I don't, they may, it may be some, another one of the, like, facilities here. But um, she basically, within a couple of weeks, she got involved in a small group and she found 10 or 12 friends that she became tight-knit with. And when she showed up to a church that had 40,000 people in it, she didn't feel like it was very big. But when she was at the one with 200, was like, I don't know anyone, you know. And the reality is, is even, like, I mean, even the crowd this morning, like, God, yeah, you're good. You're totally good. God is doing something in our church, and it's very exciting. And, you know, here's the reality. What we have wanted to do from the very beginning is not just, you know, do what is uh, technically normal for a church planner. We want, we've always wanted to, for, I can't think of a better phrase than just ride the wave. Like that's, that has been our heart. We have been doing ministry for a long time, so we know all of the successful ministry models and we've seen them all. But just because it's successful doesn't mean that that's what we're going to do, right? And so the point is, is we have tried and thought of and been like, should we launch small groups? Should we launch them? And I'm telling you, every time it just hasn't felt right. And this time, y'all, it feels so good. I mean, just having conversations with, with a lot of the people in this room. And, and what's crazy is I, I think I told somebody, who was I talking to? Brianna, I think. But I, I'm, it's crazy how, like, some of y'all that are leading groups, how much you guys are already doing some of the things we're going to be talking about today, you know? And so it just feels good. And you guys, this, what we're doing right now is so important. And that's why I was kind of like, guys, please be at the group. Please be at the thing. Because this is what is going to take City Point Church to that next level. Obviously, God using it and his favor on it. But I'm telling you, there were people, I guarantee you, that maybe didn't know somebody this morning that got lost even in our crowd, you know? And I'm just saying, if we're not intentional with connecting people outside of what happens on Sundays, people are going to get missed. They're going to get lost, you know. Um, you know, uh, I, I had one of our people, Mike, just a second ago, he told me, looked at me in the face, and he said, hey, man, I want to thank you for, for caring enough to talk to me, caring enough to have lunch with me. And I'm like, well, of course, man. Like, in my mind, I don't, I can't, I mean, is there anything else? Is there anything else? But the reality is, is there's a lot of places that aren't doing that. You know, and I'm not trashing anybody, but I'm just saying we are going to be a place of healthy community, and you guys are going to help us get there, okay? So um, I'm, I'm really excited about this because what I want to, you know, for the most part, everybody that's leading a group, I've already talked with you. We've already had discussions, but I want to let you know 
just because these are questions that come up in people's minds. You do not have to be a Bible scholar to run a small group, okay? You don't. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to have all the answers. That's not what we're looking for in a small group leader. What we are looking for is people to develop healthy relationships within our church, right? That is it. I was, I was talking to, again, Brianna. Sorry to keep picking on you, but, but I'm like, I'm sitting here going, dude, if, if you and a few other ladies in, in the group get into a place where y'all are, are closer in relationship, it doesn't matter to me if anybody else comes to that group. That is a win. Obviously, it would be cool if more moms came and more young ladies came or whoever. That would be great. But to me, healthy relationships are being established, and that is what small groups are about. So here's the thing. Um, the mission of small groups is to promote healthy relationships through community, which empowers uh, people for ministry. I've given you guys the packets. Uh, they're filling the blanks for y'all. You can go ahead and fill them out. They are just there to help y'all kind of get that in, uh, in your heart. We're also going to put them on the screen. But, but here, here's the biggest reason why I'm telling you to fill them out is because this is great information. And when you go home and you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what do I do with my small group? Bam, just open that bad boy up and read through it. It's, it's kind of like a manual, right? And so, so go ahead and read through that. The first fill-in is to promote healthy relationships through community, which empower people for ministry. Also, if y'all have questions throughout this whole thing, please feel free to ask. This is not a, a one-sided conversation. This is a training. So if you guys have questions, feel free to ask, okay? Um, what we are going to be going through in this training, and we're going to try and blow through this because we, we, we got to be out of here by 2.30. Uh, not that we're going to be here until 2.30. Calm down, guys. No, it's 2.30. Pretty positive. Okay. All right, so um, one, the heart of small groups. Two, your small group. Three, uh, you the leader. Four, pray. And five, launching your group, right? Those are going to be um, what we're going to go through. So the biggest thing is this, why small groups, right? I feel like I talked about that a lot just a second ago. But I want, I want to do something real quick. I want everybody in this room, um, you know, assuming that you guys have been in church for a while. But I want you to think of seven sermons that have just absolutely changed your life. Like a sermon that you listened to that just, oh my gosh. Like, the, and, and I'm, I'm talking, I want to know the title. I want to know the details of it. I want to know, I want to know the sermons that really changed your life, right? And seriously, I mean, think about it. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think for me, right? And then on the flip side of it, I want you, I know, I know, I know. But here's the thing. I want you to think of seven people that have impacted your life greatly. Seven people, right? Now, the point of that exercise, I don't really want you to write it down or anything. But the point of the exercise is to show you that, honestly, like, information is good. Sermons are good. Church is good. But, but at the end of the day, the thing that really impacts people, the thing that really changes people's lives is healthy relationships. And how we do that, how we accomplish that is through small groups. And to be honest, like our church has been a small group. We were meeting in my house. We were a small group in my house. You know what I mean? And uh, we, a lot of us are very tight knit, you know. And the reason why people like Debbie can make that comment about, you know, I've been to church that's made me feel like I'm at a home. But this is a family. It's because we are tight, right? There's, it's not very often. I mean, thank God we have guests. Like we had guests this morning. That's fantastic. You know, it's great. But, but for the most part, I know every single person in the room, for the most part. 
you know. And the reality is, is that is going to change. Because honestly, like they say that an effective, a person can only effectively pastor. And this is actually, I think the, the quote is a little stretched, right? But they say a, a, a pastor can only effectively pastor 50 people which I think is a lot, actually. That's, that's a lot. I think Jesus had 12 because he's probably trying to, like, ex- give an example. I'm like, really, but I'm talking, like, really disciple people. Really give your life to, to a person to, um, to, to help them grow, right? Um, I want to really break into the whys as to why we're doing this, right? So, one, life change, and this is another fill in the blank. Life change happens in the context of relationships, Life change, hey, and by the way, Jordan, thank you so much for the graphics. He, like, whipped it together last night. So amazing, dude. Great job. Love you. I really do. So talented. So (laughs) He really is very talented. When I met Jordan, I was like, Jordan, you must have, like, really battled with the craziest ego ever. Because, like, imagine having, like, like, the last name Talent. Like, people are like, you're so talented. You're amazing. I'm like, oof. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Moving on. Uh. Life happens within the context of relationship. Listen, we are designed to be in relationship, right? We, we believe in a, the doctrine of the Trinity, right? And you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They even are in relationship with each other. So if God, if the makeup of God is the design of relationship, I would think that relationships are pretty important. Right? That's why I'm like always telling our teams, like, you know, I'm like sitting here going, dude, we need to work hard, but we also need to play hard, right? We need to have fun. We need to spend time with each other because relationships are what, are what change people. Life change happens within the context of relationship. Second thing is this we believe our church must go, as it, it must grow larger, right? Like, I'm not, I don't want to be the biggest church in Knoxville, but I do believe that the Lord has called us to see people's lives changed. Right? I don't want us to be us for and no more. I want God to continue to bring people. I want to keep hearing stories like you just said. You know? Like I want to hear incredible stories. I want to hear people's lives changed. And the only way that people's lives can be changed by City Point Church is if y'all go out and meet them or they come here and we, you know, talk to them. Like that, that's how it works, right? We believe as the church grows larger and small, it has to grow larger and smaller at the same time. Right? And what that means is it's the illustration of the 200 member church versus the 40,000 member church. It doesn't matter how big the church is as long as everyone has a tight community of people. You don't have to know everyone. You don't. You don't. You do not have to know everyone as long as you know someone. Right? Knowing everyone is an impossible, like even as our church grows, it's going to be impossible for me to know everyone. It just is. And this is where y'all come in. Okay? Right? And so we're going we're gonna to work through some of that stuff. Um, I heard a story of, of a woman who was going to a church, and it wasn't even here. This was like years ago. But she was going to church, and I can't even remember the name of the church. So it, it doesn't matter, right? But this church had, been, had started to teach some things that were just obviously error. They were obviously not biblical. And the pastor was just kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't know what his deal was. But he was kind of going through a phase where he started you know, teaching more progressive things and stuff that it's just not in the word. It's not in the Bible. And this woman heard it and she goes, that's not right. That's not right. I know that's not right. She didn't say that, but that's what she felt in her heart. That's not right. Well, she started coming to the church that we were actually on staff at and she said that. She's like, well, you know, my pastor, like I'm just visiting, but my pastor, it's just crazy. Like he's starting to teach this and I know it's not right. 
And I was like, well, like, why don't, why don't you leave then? <laughs> like, if you feel like she's teach, he's teaching error, then why don't you leave? Well, the woman wound up staying, and the reason why is because she said, all my friends go there. Right? And I'm just, it just, it's the power of relationship, right? Like, relationships can cause you to stay in a place that's unhealthy, but because you have friendships and relationships there, you'll stay there because you don't want to lose those friends. Right? And obviously, that's a negative uh, impact of relationships, but it doesn't change the fact that relationships are very powerful. Like, and I, I'm just sitting here going, how, how crazy is it that, that, uh, that she was willing to stay in a place that she knew was wrong, but because of relationships? It just shows the power of relationships, you know what I mean? Um, small groups are the vehicle which, uh, which ministry takes place at our church. That's, that's how it's going to be. That's the next level, right? We provide the setting uh, to build dynamic relationships and facilitate spiritual growth, right? The Number three is this, and your third fill in the blank. If you guys need me to slow down, I will. I'm just trying to hurry, right? So number three is this. City Point Church is a church of small groups rather than a church with small groups, right? Uh, I've seen a lot of churches, actually. I've been on staff at churches where, like, you know, uh, people are just like, well, just small groups don't work here. They just don't work here. And I'm like, let me put it in this perspective. You're saying that relationships don't work. And that's obviously not true. Like, healthy relationships are, are good. And, and how many of you know that healthy things grow naturally, right? Right? Uh, it doesn't matter if you have the worst preaching or the worship is horrible. If there are healthy relationships happening, it doesn't matter. Like, it does not matter because uh, the place will continue to grow because healthy relationships cause things to grow um, healthy. Um, our model of ministry is the model of the early church. It's the model of the early church, okay? Uh, the book of Acts, chapter 5, verse 4 says this. Uh, day after day, they met in the temple courts and from house to house, okay? And what that means is, is you can't just have the temple courts and not have the house. Like, you have to have both, right? Because, and I feel like we've already described that, so I'm not going to, like, beat it dead, right? But the reality is, is if you are only experiencing church on Sunday and you're only serving with the kids back there on Sunday or pushing buttons on there on Sunday or singing on Sunday, but you have no relationships, you're going to wind up hating what you do. You are. Because outside of relationships, it is going to feel like a job, right? And most people, let's be honest, most people hate their jobs, okay? <laughs> I love my job. Most of y'all probably hate your, and, and Karen loves her job. She's only been there for a week. Give her, give her a few weeks. I'm just kidding. I'm totally joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally joking. No, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the reality is, is like, I went to school for this, you know what I mean? And, and I, I, if we're being honest, most people, they work their jobs because it's just to make ends meet. And that can be miserable. It really can. And so my point is, is this. Even in a place where, like, man, I hate my job. If you have a healthy place where, where you are having relationships with people, a healthy relationship, right, it can make those miserable places in your life more bearable. It really can. And I think some of us have experienced that, right? So uh, City Point Church is a church of small groups, meaning we consist of small groups. We bleed small groups. We started out as a small group, and now that we're kind of growing, we are going to continue to be small groups. We're going to continue to do it. Um, let's see. Um, 
This, there's an important distinction because everything in our church needs to revolve around small groups. Everything is designed to push towards small groups, right? And we've said that from the very beginning. We said it from the very beginning. We have five pillars here. I'm not going to go through them, but we have five pillars here, and one of those is community. Actually, two of them are community, but one of them represents small groups, right? And the point of the five pillars is to go, listen, we're not going to have a thousand committees. We're not going to have a thousand different types of ministry. We are going to do everything, and it's all going to be filtered through those five things, right? And one of those things is is community. So uh, number four, small groups, and this is big, catch this, small group leaders are an extension of the pastoral staff. They're an extension of the pastoral staff, right? And uh, you're, you're next fill in the blank. I'm going to kind of push through some of these. Uh, small groups are important for handling the pastoral care function of the church. They provide the personal touch that people need, especially in crisis. Especially in crisis. Um, the, role of, uh, the role of a pastor is not just to pastor people, but to equip people to do the work of God. Right? This is why, like, for me, my leadership style is not to micromanage and do everything. Some of y'all may feel like I'm micromanaging you, but that's just because we're, like, creating culture, okay? But I'm telling you, the goal is as soon as we get to a place where, like, you can do something 60% as good as me, I am going to back off, and then I'll, you know, throw out my opinion every now and then, right? And just ask Karen and Gabe because I, that is a perfect example, right? Like, early years, it was like, hey, guys. Uh, hey, guys, hey, guys. And now I'm like, man, that was a great set. When did y'all plan that, you know? Uh, they're doing a fantastic job. And and that's the goal in every ministry, right? The goal is for us to um, release that and to teach people how to do um, ministry. Uh, section one, our, yes, go ahead. Sorry, did I miss something? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah, so here's, here's the reality. And, I, and if we go over this again, I'll just breeze past it, right? It's okay. No, you're fine. Um, there's another story that I share all the time because it's super powerful when it comes to small groups. Um, there was a church, and it, it was, again, it was that massive church. I think 40,000. Now I think they're running 70,000, okay? <laughs> it's a lot, okay? Like 19 campuses all over Alabama and actually into uh, Georgia now and into some other states. It's pretty wild. Um, but their whole, their whole church is built around this model, right? Um, and the, the story goes that there was a school teacher, and he was in the middle of a classroom. A little, he was teaching, and the man died of a heart attack in the middle of teaching class. True story. He, was, he had a heart attack, and he just died. Uh, it was terrible, terrible. And um, a, a church that size, I mean, I'm sure, you know, there's probably people dying it's, I mean, I don't want to say it's a normal thing, but it's the larger people die. That's just how it happens, right? But I'm going, like, so the pastor eventually heard about it. He had heard that it had happened, and he wanted to pastor. He, this is a big deal. Like, I want to be there. I want to pastor this family, right? And so he shows up to the, the house of the family, and 
there are people mowing the lawn. There are people doing the laundry. There are people uh, making dinner. There are people watching the kids. There are people sitting and talking with the family and just being that, that pillar, right? And, and when the pastor walked in, one of the guys goes, hey, pastor, what are you doing here? And he goes, well, this is my church. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm doing here. But the reality is, is like, yeah, here's the thing, though. Here's the, here's the most crazy thing. Like, okay, like Maurice, right? We got to visit you in the hospital that day, right? I came and visited him. I got to pray with him, right? But here's the reality, right? Like, if I didn't have a relationship with Maurice, if he didn't know me, like, how weird would that be? Some pastor rolling into someone's hospital room being like, Hey, buddy. And I'm telling you, I have been on, I call them cold call hospital visits, where it's like, I, my pastor's like, I need you to go on this hospital visit. And I'm like, I don't know them. And it is so weird. Like, nobody wants to be in that situation. Yeah, I'm like, hi, what's your name? Like, I've never seen you or met you in my whole life, you know. Um, here's what is crazy, is when people who have relationship with those people are able to stand with them. And I mean, like, even some of us, like, we've gone through stuff in the last, since I've met y'all, we've gone through stuff where y'all have been able to reach out and we're able to walk you through tragedy and hardship and celebrate with you when good things happen too, you know? That's what, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Hi. That's cool, yeah. And I'm sure you appreciated that, but at the same time, it's like, I have no idea who you are, bro. Like, you know, it's the difference between a guest and a visitor, right? Visitors just show up unannounced. They're, they're usually like what Tiffany's saying, like looking, out, looking on your phone app, like, who the heck's at my door, you know? Uh, where a guest is someone you've prepared for, you know they're coming, you know what I mean? Um, it's huge. So, y'all, it's just powerful, right? And, and we, cannot, we can't take for granted the power of relationships, right? And so the first section is this, and I promise we're going to breeze through some of this stuff. First section is this, um, our small group model, right? At City Point, we use a free market. <laughs> I, was at a, I was at a conference where they were teaching something similar to this, and I, had, I was learning this. I was learning all of it. And I misunderstood them and thought they said free base small group. <laughs> and apparently is a drug reference, and I didn't know that. Like freebasing is like a drug, drug reference. And I was like, so you guys do like freebase small groups, right? And everybody in the room just went, ha, ha, ha. And I had like a thought. I, mean, I mean, it was like all of these pastors were just laughing at me. And I'm like, I'm like, and, the, and honestly, the guy didn't even answer my question. He was a total jerk. So anyways, uh, moving on. I'm over that. I've forgiven him. Totally have. <laughs> free market, okay? Free market. And uh, free market, free market uh, small group systems allow leaders to turn their existing relationships, gifts, uh, interests, passions, and hobbies into disciple-making small groups, right? And that is our heart. That means you're basically turning your passion, your gift, into a small group. That's kind of the goal here. And I feel like a lot of this, I'm already like, I'm kind of re-going. I've already talked to you all about this because I live, eat, and breathe small groups. So it's like I talk about this stuff pretty regular. But um, that's the goal here, right? I, I was at a church one time where I was over the small groups like I am right now. I'm the small group coordinator. And the pastor 
like, I'm not going to lie to you. I almost quit the day that this happened because he goes, he goes, um, so when you, like, thinking of small groups, like, what's your plan? Like, what's your goal? And I'm like, well, like, I think things like, I think, I think looking at our culture and going, what are, the, what are the big things in our culture? What are things that people naturally gravitate towards and build stuff around, right? Food and family, okay? Food and family. So we have literally done small groups in every ministry that we've ever been in, every church, and we've literally just called them food and family. It's a food and family group. And we, sometimes we'll do studies, sometimes we'll just sit around, talk, chat, but it is, we eat together and we hang out together, we build relationships together. We've actually done food and family small groups with people in this room, right? Unintentionally, just hanging out, eating food. But um, I don't care if you like to underwater basket weave. If that's what you like to do, and you're passionate about that, and you can find 12 people to do that with you, do it. Just don't stay underwater too long, okay? <laughs> Snorkel or whatever, or whatever you're going to do. But it doesn't matter. I mean, seriously, like, I, I, have, I have heard of... Um, and I don't want to. I don't want to rush here, or I don't want to mix or pass something up. Um, I, I heard of a story of a guy who started a uh, frisbee golf small group. Right? He started a frisbee golf small group, and some people are like, "What's that? What, you take discs and you throw them into like little chain things, and it's frisbee golf. It's the lazy man's golf." Okay. Yeah, exactly. Frisbee golf. Yeah, it is what it is, right? But he had a bunch of people come that didn't even go to the church that the small group was involved in, um, you know, and a bunch of people come. The first week, nobody shared anything. Like, they, they would get together, they would pray together, and then they would go, like, uh, I have a scripture that I want to share. This scripture really impacted me, and it was just this real short nugget, and that was it, right? First week, nobody shared anything. How can I pray for y'all? Oh, nothing. Oh, cool. Second week, same thing awkward, nobody wanted to share. Third week, I'm pretty sure same thing, maybe not, maybe one person was like, you know what, you can, you can pray for me about this, and then the fourth week, it was like just the floodgates opened up, and people started sharing, people started talking, they started, you know, the discussion times went a little bit longer, and, and then, then it was just awesome, right? At the end of that semester, eight of those guys who were not going to the church started coming and gave their life to the Lord, right? All because someone decided to do a small group based around Frisbee golf, right? And it's fun. Y'all are going to do it anyways, and might as well make a small group out of it. You know what I mean? Uh, and so, yeah. So free, free market small groups, this is the next fill-in, I think. Free market small groups use their gifts and, or gifts with their passions, Leaders use their gifts with their passions, right? Same thing, Frisbee golf. You could do Zumba, football. It does not matter. If you and your friends want to do it, then get together and make a small group and ride on, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, genuinely, it doesn't matter. Like, the skies are the limit. Obviously, like, anything outside of sin, y'all, come on. Use your discretion. Use wisdom, Okay, um, <laughs> dang it, Jason's like, dang it, <laughs> bro, okay, moving on, moving on, <laughs> moving on, okay, number two, groups are built on felt needs and common interests, okay, so we've kind of already, already gone through some of this, three is we meet weekly and on a semester calendar, okay, what that means is our small groups do not go until Jesus comes back, Right? And they are designed intentionally like that because as your group grows, Tiffany and I, every small group that we've ever done has turned into a small church. True story. I think at one point, 
no, it was more than that. You're going to call me a liar, but whatever. We'll agree to disagree. I, with kids and everything, with kids and everything, I think we were pushing like 60 to 80 people at one small group, at Brandon Harold's group. Yeah, it was not a small group anymore, right? But, but so, and I don't know if y'all will ever have this question, but I'm going to answer it anyways. We do not split groups. It's the worst thing you can ever do. It's unhealthy. We don't do that, okay? Grow your group as much as you possibly can. Invest time into people who can help you be relational with the people that are in your group, right? But when the small group ends, semester ends, and it does, because we do a spring one, we do a fall one, and we do a summer one, okay? The spring and fall are 12 weeks-ish. Summer is about six weeks, okay? And they are all designed around the least busy times in your lives, okay? We're not doing small groups during Christmas. We're not doing, I think it ends right before Thanksgiving, right? And so the, the times in our culture where adding another thing would just, you'd lose your mind, we're not doing them in that time, right? And so they are designed to, to um, they're designed for you, y'all to grow them and for it, to give everyone in your group a reason to be there, you know? Um, and so, and that's the goal with this. So weekly and semester calendar, if I'm going too fast, let me know and I'll stop and repeat stuff, okay? Uh, number four, uh, leaders invest in the spiritual growth of their members, right? Um, and I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory, but leaders invest. Basically, uh, there is a spiritual component to your small group, right? Um, and we'll go over that a little bit more, right? Uh, number five is leaders communicate regularly with their coach, What's a small group coach, you ask? I will tell you. I'm so glad you're asking, okay? I am City Point Church's first small group coach, okay? And basically what that looks like, Brianna, when we were talking the other night, that's what a small group coach does, right? She called and she was just like, hey, we're working through some of the details. Um, like, what, you know, what should we do here? And I was able to give her advice and it worked out, right? It worked out. So um, I'm the coach, right? And this is what your coach does. A small group leader uh, we'll be paired with a coach. Obviously, we only have one coach because we only have enough groups for one coach. Um, coaches are there to, uh, there for prayer covering, support, and a direct line of communication. Utilize your coach if you have a need, prayer request, or concern, okay? Um, reach out. Obviously, I'm friends with pretty much everyone in this room. So uh, I am friends with everyone in this room. I almost said that like I'm not friends with somebody. I'm friends with everybody here, okay? Um, coaches serve by, this is your next fill in the blank, praying for your group leaders daily, okay? I already pray for you guys. I have like, some of y'all, I don't know if you guys have been to my house, but downstairs near my desk, I have like a little uh, prayer thing where I put people's names on it and I just pray for them, you know? Um, you know, some for reasons, some for no reason. Some for just the Lord put them on my heart, so I'm praying for them. But um, I, I pray for y'all all the time. I pray for your marriages. I pray for your children. I pray for your families. I am, I am all, just constantly, the Lord is reminding me to pray for you guys. So your, your coach is praying for you. Um, I am here to help, a coach is here to help equip and encourage small group leaders to focus on the move one step process. And what that means is, is and we're going to be using that phrase a little bit through this, you're using the next step, like basically move that one step closer to whatever it is that that person needs. Like if that person is, if that person doesn't know the Lord, we are helping them move one step closer to the Lord. If they've been saved, they've given their life to the Lord, they need to be water baptized. Move them, help move them one step closer. Um, we're doing that. I'm, y'all are doing that. We're all doing that. I'm helping y'all do that. Um, let's see. 
well, I'm going to read this to make sure I'm right with this. Providing, providing care for small group leaders and their groups through prayer, social interaction, and attention to special needs. So basically, if you need help, reach out, and I'm, I'm here for you, okay? Uh, I will be doing my best to visit each small group throughout the semester. Um, maybe more than one time, but not to be there to be like, are y'all doing this right? Like, I'm here, I, I want to be there to to be a support to you. I want to be there to be a source of encouragement. You know, um, like I said, like, obviously I want the small groups to grow, and it would be fantastic to me if we had more people in small groups than we did on Sunday morning. It would be amazing, right? But here's the thing. If, if you are creating any sort of community relationship whatsoever with anyone in your group, that is a win. And that's what I want to encourage you with, right? Build relationships. Build relationships. Um, my job is to help raise up new leaders, right? To, to help take on stuff. So se second section is your group, right? How to start your group. Uh, recruit for your group. This is huge. Recruiting for your group. Do not just assume that because, you know, next Sunday we're going to have uh, sign-ups out in the lobby that people are going to be like, oh, my God, just something about this piece of paper makes me want to be in this small group. Like, it's not going to happen like that. And what's really great is I've already had a ton of different conversations with a lot of y'all about the fact that you've already talked with people. You're already connecting with people. I want to I play a voicemail from somebody that I got. Uh, it was actually, he was a brand-new guest this day, and uh, this, is what his, this is what his voicemail said. Jason, it's Mike Adams. I just had some questions to ask you, um, mainly about the small groups and stuff. I just wanted to you know, touch base with you and ask you some questions about that. But if you can give me a call back, it'd be cool. Anyways, that's, bas that's basically it. But he, he was, he had heard about small groups. I had talked to him about small groups, and now he's wanted to get involved in small groups, you know. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I mean, it was pretty great. It was pretty great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I mean, the, re the reality is, it's like I said, like, if you have that personal touch, um, it, here's, here's the thing. 100% of people you don't invite won't, won't come. Did you hear that? That's a true statistic. I made it up. Did you know that 100% of statistics are made up on the spot? I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a true statistic, okay? But I'm, I'm serious, though. 100% of people that you don't invite won't come, right? And here's the thing. Let me just, like, let me, you can relieve, be relieved, okay? Because the reality is, is I am not actually telling you, I, I'm, I'm not saying go walk up to some random person on the street and go, hey, I have a small group. That's what I would do, okay? <laughs> and I'm not saying don't do that. But what I am saying is the most effective thing that you can do is look, start with people who are already in your sphere of influence, right? Like everybody in this room has a sphere of influence, everybody. Like 
y'all go to Starbucks every day, okay? Or wherever, honeybee for the hipster coffee people in this room, okay? Um, or wherever you get your black coffee from, Gabe, okay? I don't, I'm like, I'm, I'm not manly enough for that. It's so dark rose. Yeah, exactly. Black on black. Okay. All right. So um, basically, <laughs> what'd you say? Okay. Um, so basically, you guys start with your sphere of influence. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, you don't have to walk up to random people. Like start with your sphere of, of influence. Um, find people around who are new to the church. You know what I mean? Like we had a couple of guests today, you know? It, it, I'm not, and again, I know that that's a little scary, but like I'm just telling you something happens when you see, like I'm telling you, I will have real emotional moments. I mean, I get emotional all the time when I get up to preach. Like this morning when we had a good-sized crowd and I'm just like, wow, y'all, like we started, we started with just a dream that the first month that we were here, I couldn't even get my own kids to want to be pumped about it. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you that story sometime, okay? But, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. It's like, like it's emotional when you see people that you literally didn't know six months ago, uh, you see God changing their life. Like having that conversation with you a moment ago, it was so powerful to me. Because I'm like, um, I met you off, how, what was it? How was it? Oh, it was uh, some Barbara. But I, I messaged her on Facebook. I mean, I met her through someone who lives in Gadsden, Alabama, y'all. She doesn't even live here. She goes, she, one, of my, one of my friends, it was actually one of my uh, former students' moms, messaged me, and she goes, hey, I heard you're in Knoxville. I know someone who lives in Knoxville. Would you mind if I, like, told them about your church? I'm like, would I mind? Like, can I call them today? And I did. I reached out that night. And I had, like, a 45-minute conversation with, with you and JT just sitting there on speakerphone, you know, while they were camping. Come on, right? Right? And, and it was just, it, it's just so powerful to me to see the conversations like we just had, like it's so powerful to me. And, and you know what? It makes me go, you know what? I don't care to talk to random people all day long because if I can see God do incredible things like that, like, y'all, that should push us beyond our insecurities. And obviously, I'm listen, I get it. If you're not extroverted like me, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, okay? God wired me this way. I totally get it. But I do know that the Bible doesn't say, hey, all ye extroverts, go and make disciples. It doesn't say that. It says, go, everybody, go, right? It just says everyone. And so, uh, you know, I, some of the greatest pastors in the world that, world that I know are extreme introverts. And honestly, they just, their conviction pushes them beyond their personality, you know, which is powerful, you know. So the point is, is this. Look, if you're going to Starbucks every day and you meet Marie the barista and, and she starts, you know, you have a relationship with her. Talk to her. Tell her, hey, what are you doing on Tuesday? What are you doing on Wednesday morning at what? I don't know what time y'all are meeting, okay? I don't even know. But what are y'all doing? Do you have kids? We have this group coming out. You know what I mean? And any mom with, with children will go, praise to the God. Like, I'm going right now. Like, this, is it right now? Is it today? Is it right now? I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm not even a, a mom with kids, and I want to go. <laughs> I want to go. It's going to be so fun. Anyways. Um, all right, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Look for people who you think you can, who you can draw out their potential, right? So the next part is location, location. Um, we encourage small groups to meet outside of the church. Uh, you know, good and bad for us, we don't have an actual building that we can 
choose, I mean, y'all can meet in our storage building if you want. I mean, but uh, we, we do encourage people to meet outside of the church because here's the reality, right? Like, um, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people that are like, man, I just want this person to go to church. And I'm like, you know what they would be more willing to go to? They would be willing to go to a house to eat food. You know, if you if you set it up like, hey, I'm, a bunch of my friends are getting together and we're going to hang out. Jordan, you did a small group based on creatives and it was freaking amazing. Like out, it was downtown and we just shot. Jordan opened it up with prayer and I mean, it was it's not a small group. It's actually pretty big, right? But it was awesome. Like it was incredible and connections were made and uh, friendships were made that, that weren't previously there. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a huge example of, of how small groups work, right? Um, other locations like, like you know, going to uh, like a recreational center or subdivision clubhouse. I mean, we've done small groups at a clubhouse. Like we've done, like in the summer, you could do a pool small group where we just get together and swim. Get together and share a short nugget of something and eat barbecue out and swim. I mean, that's like, uh, doesn't that sound like, guys, let's go do that right now. It's hot. Let's go do that. <laughs> Anybody have a pool? Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Or you just drive an hour away and go to the lake. Jeez. That's where that's where Gabe's whole family's at today. Anyways, um it, look, if you can't if you can't meet at your house, right? Which most people this is kind of irrelevant because I feel like we've figured out a lot of places the places that we'll meet. But if you can't meet at your house, we will do our part to find a host home for it, right? Because not everybody is like, I want to lead a small group. But there might be somebody here that goes, hey, I have a massive house that would be fantastic for small groups. Would you like to lead it at my house? Oh, yeah, yeah. Massive, yeah, massive house. Yeah, she, they... Exactly. I mean, it was it was on like 400 acres of land, and they had like they had like three fishing ponds, and you know, I mean, it was just beautiful. Because she, what she said was, is this? She goes, I don't really want to get up and speak, but I have a we've got a big space. I would love to host it, and I'm like, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. As long as I get to come back and hang out with your exotic cows that they have in the back. I mean, they had this whole, like, it was crazy. They had, like, llamas and donkeys and cows. It was crazy. And I'm like, it's just so wild, okay? So basically, helping y'all find, helping y'all find a place, right? Um, how to lead a meeting, okay? And we're gonna, I'm gonna sprint through these real quick. How to lead a meeting. Things to do, things to do. We're gonna go to things to do, things not to do, right? One is this, and I hate the word so much, but there's not a better word it's fellowship. Okay, that's the word, fellowship. The first word is fellowship. Rem remember the goal of our groups is to, uh, is to, is to fellowship, right? And is to, is to create community. I like that word. Tiffany says it sounds too cultish. I like community way better. And it's one of our pillars. So I should have just made it community. Right? They're like, please come into our community. <laughs> We're not creepy and scary at all. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and so if, you're, if your small group starts at 6, I would say from 6 to 6.15, devote time. If you're doing a study group like us, right, devote a chunk of that time to people coming early and just talking and hanging out and eating snacks or, you know, eating food. Just devote some of that time to community fellowship so that, so that you can build relationships with people that will transcend beyond that 
that day. You know what I mean? I mean, think about this, right? And I hate to keep picking on you, okay, Brianna? But here's the thing. I was, I was at Walgreens picking up medication, and I met her sister, who was a, pharmac- a pharmacist or pharmacy technician or whatever. I don't know what she does there. She gives people medicine, right? But I was wearing my City Point Church t-shirt, and she goes, what's City Point Church? And I was like, well, let me tell you about it. Like, are you sure you want to ask that question, right? The next night, she comes, she and one of her coworkers comes over to our house and has dinner at our house, right? And, and introduces us to Brianna. And I'm telling you, like, Brianna brought Alicia, right? And Alicia and Chandler are crushing it in kids. And, I mean, just that's how it works, guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're creating that opportunity for fellowship so that you can build those relationships, right? Second thing is this topic or activity, right? Topic act- activity. Make sure you clearly define your small group, uh, what, it, what people are to expect at your group. If you're a running small group, let everyone know how far you plan to run, okay? Don't be that guy that's like, we're a running small group. Did I tell you that we're a marathon small group? <laughs> like, <laughs> a hiking small group. We're, tr- we're going to the Appalachians. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God, dude. Yeah. I'm like, I told Gabe, I was like, brother, if you're going to do a hiking small group, you may want to start at somewhere local, right? And, and make sure people like know, because if you're like me, you're like, oh, hiking sounds fun. And then you wind up going, so we walked all this way for nothing. Like, there's not even a restaurant at the end of this. Like, there's no, <laughs> like, there's nothing, like, we can't, we're not doing anything, and now we got to walk back, like, I'm like, yeah, don't even get me started on hiking, okay, yeah, exactly, oh, Lord God, okay, all right, all right, so the next thing is, is your spiritual component, okay, your spiritual um, component, so, like I said, every, every small group is going to look different, uh, but regardless of what your small, small group is, I, we have to have some sort of spiritual component because one, we are not, we're not creating a bunch of social groups. Like that's not what we're doing, right? And not that, actually, I, I, I feel like, you know, the social element is very important, but also let's have some sort of spiritual um, part to it. And that doesn't have to be some long drawn out sermon. Actually, do not, do not preach. That's not the goal of small groups. Um, even in our group that has a, a, a curriculum based, like, we are more conversation facilitators than we are going to be preaching. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, sometimes you have to talk in order to get people comfortable to talk. But the, the goal for me is not to take up the whole time talking. Like, I want there to be conversations. I want there to be questions. I want people asking questions. And the more comfortable y'all get with your people, the more, uh, the more they're going to open up. Right? So uh, every group... Uh, just, just make sure that there's some sort of spiritual component and, and also like, you know, once you kind of figure that out, whether you're going through a version devotional or you're going through curriculum that, that we provide, um, you know, we'll work, we will work through that. Um, yeah, go ahead. And the, the easy, yeah, the, that's good. Well, and the easy, like, how to make that not awkward, honestly, is, is 
Hey, that's a, that's a really great question. Let's do this. Like after group, let's, let's you and I get together and we can, we can really dive into that. I would love to. Because, y'all, we have had people ask, I mean, the craziest things. Like, <laughs> you can put it in a brownie. <laughs> okay, moving on. Sorry, I'm not even. <laughs> She's like, we had someone go, um, I have a question. Is it wrong to smoke weed? And <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we lost everyone after that. It was just the whole. Yeah, right. And he knows he's not saved. It's so funny. He's just like that guy. That's so funny. Yeah. I never done weed. I never done marijuana, not even one time. Not even one time. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's crazy. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so the fourth one is this, ministry and prayer. Okay, ministry and prayer. Um, yeah, and I, I actually, I, I jumped ahead with that story about the Frisbee group, right, I, because I felt like it worked. But that, that really applies here, too, okay? Um, like, Jordan, you have no idea, bro, when you start the, the what's it called, uh, 865 shoot us. Hold on. What did the guy say that he thought we said? Oh, he said 865 shoot him. <laughs> shoot us. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> and we're like, no, no, not shoot us. No. And I'm like, I can shoot you with my cannon. Okay, sorry. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's so cool. But I mean, like, like Jordan was, he, it wasn't, it wasn't an imbalance. It was like a perfect balance of, like, the, who knows? I mean, seriously, there was a dude that we later met uh, named Sam. He's Muslim, right? And he was there hanging out. And Jordan got to open up that thing in prayer and and obviously go, hey, look, we are believers. You know, he's a believer. You know, some of the other people in the group are believers as well. And those people are coming to that because they enjoy photography, but they're also getting to be around people who have the gospel too, Right? they will go to a photography group way before they're going to go to a church. 80% of this city is that way. That's a fact, y'all. Because they're like, oh, I'm not into organized religion. I'm like, but you're into an organized photography group. Like, I'm like, do you hear yourself? Like, do you hear? <laughs> Called shoot us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so, and obviously, like, y'all, his group, I mean, it's designed for what we're talking about, but, but obviously, like, our, our small group is within the confines of a church, right? And so, obviously, like, that is our end goal. The end goal for me is that we're using fun stuff to get people to Jesus, right? And, and I know that's your goal, too, obviously, but, you know, uh, my thing is, is utilizing those moments where, um, you know, like, Christina, you shared some awesome stuff this morning. You know what I mean? Like, you shared some great stuff. And what were her words? This is so far out of my comfort zone. And I'm like, yeah. Like, but when, once people start feeling like this is their community, they will begin to share and open up and really start allowing God to move in their life. And it, it, it could be incredible. Okay, here's the last one, and then we're going to go to things to avoid. Uh, be time conscious. For the love of God, be time conscious, right? Uh, the goal, 
and I struggle with this bad, right? But the goal is, is that if you say your group starts at 6 and it ends at 7.30, don't be that guy that's like, oh, no, it was so good. We just went till 8.30. It was so good. Because what's going to happen is you basically are a liar, okay? <laughs> yeah. And it's the same reason why we start our services at 10.15. I don't care if no one's in the room. And we've been there, worship team, right, where there's no one in the room. And then they trickle in where it's like, I'm like, good morning, no one, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't even know what to say, I don't even know what to say, good morning, will you guys get in here, <laughs> like, you know, uh, you know, but uh, the point is, is if you say you're going to start at 6, start at 6, if you're going to end at 7.30, end at 7.30, this is what we do, we go, our group starts at 6 and it ends at 7.30, I don't know what our times are yet, but, but we go, hey, y'all, we are officially ending now. So if you got to go, we love you. God bless you. You're awesome. The after party starts right now. And then, and then people usually, I'm telling you, everybody that leaves, they feel comfortable to leave. The goal is this. Leave people wanting more, not less. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Don't hold, don't hold people hostage, okay? Like if you say you're going to, if you're going to say it's going to be from this time to this time, Yeah. You know what I mean? And use wisdom, okay? We're not legalistic with this stuff. Use wisdom. Like, if you're in a con, if only one person shows up to your group and this person is sharing their heart and they are just, you're ministering to them and they're doing really good, like, don't feel like, oh, sorry, you have to stop. Stop right now. Stop because our time is up. Do you, do you want to leave? Oh, no, you don't? Okay, continue. You know, don't be weird, okay? <laughs> use wisdom. You, use logic here, okay? Uh, here's things to avoid, okay? And I'm going to sprint through these things really quickly. Um, business, okay? Do not promote your business in your small group, okay? I don't care how much you love Mary Kay or uh, the oils, essential oils. <laughs> the small groups are not a recruiting for your pyramid scheme, okay? <laughs> They're just not. And maybe not you, but don't let other people do it either. You know what I mean? And you're not, you don't have to be rude to people, but there's a way of going like, hey, like, hey, thanks for sharing that. I, I you know, but, hey, I, we, we try not to, like, we try not to involve that stuff, you know, because the truth is, is you don't, just like I'm not getting up from the platform and going, hey, my wife's a real estate agent. If anybody wants to sell their home, you should talk to her after service. Like, we're not doing that. I'm not going to use the pulpit for that, and you shouldn't use your small group to do that either, okay? Um, I knew a guy who is actually a famous worship leader now, but uh, when he was younger, he grew up in Vegas with me, and this dude would always put like a bad taste in my mouth because every time I was with him, he was just trying to get me involved in his next like, and it's not like he's a bad guy because he's just trying to make money, okay? But he was he was always involved in these pyramid schemes that he was like, no, no, dude, listen, it's legit. It's so legit. All you do is give me $500, you're sewing into this company, right? And then what's gonna happen is you find someone else to give you 500. And I'm like, first of all, I'm 18 and just got done being homeless, okay? <laughs> like, I have no money at all, okay? Like, you're nuts, okay? So just avoid that, right? So the other thing is offerings. We, we do not, we're not trying to take up offerings in our small groups, right? Um, if, someone in your, if someone in your small group is talking about how uh, they're struggling financially, what I would do is, you know, and, they, and it seems like they're asking for money. It's not a big deal, right? But what I would do is I would go, hey, like, you know what I would do is I would reach out to Pastor Jason. I would reach out to Pastor Tiffany. Our church, if they've got it, they would love to bless you. They would love to help you. 
you know, and that's the truth. It's a fat if we've got it, okay? Fat if we've got it at this point, okay? Um, yeah, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, and that's why I say that. Avoid, so, um, you know, I, I am not opposed to like, like, um, and anyways, that's, if we ever get into a situation like that, we can break down a little bit more of that. Yeah, well, I was about to go. That's that's that is later on in this, my dude. <laughs> no, hey, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Okay, cool. I don't know who this lady is. I'm just gonna ignore her. Uh, security, anyone? Security. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna move on real quick. Okay. The third one is this: unapproved speakers or material. Okay. My thing is, is as the the pastors, y'all are what we would call like under shepherds or whatever the heck you want to call it. Okay. Like you guys are the pastors to the people that are in your group. Okay. You are. And my thing is, is you want to protect people. Like I, I, you go to the Christian bookstore. It is the most controversial bookstore on the planet. Like there's more. There's more people wanting to like, I mean, everything's demonic. Every, you know, people, you speak in tongues, you got the devil. If you don't, you got the devil. If you're, it's just like, what the, y'all make up your mind, okay? What the heck's going on here, right? So my point is, is we, we have material. If you're interested in doing like a material-based group, uh, we have material that we have gone through, that we have approved it, and we think it would be beneficial for anyone to hear it, okay? And, and we can hook you up with that, Um we want to make sure that the, the the people who are talking and the material that we are listening to lines up with the heart of the house, right? It lines up with what we believe as a church, right? Because I'm telling you, I, I, I talked with someone yesterday, but they were like, uh, their church teaches that you can't swim with shorts on. Like, like you have to go swimming in pants. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, where's that in the Bible? Like, show me that. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. My point is, is like, <laughs> I wasn't trying to call you out, my dude, but I'm just saying, okay? Uh, my point is, the point, <laughs> the point is, is there's lots of teachings that I think maybe come from a good place, but they're not biblical. And we want to make sure that we're being careful with that. We don't want to teach stuff that's not, not biblical. Um, <clears throat> number four, uh, con- controversial topics, okay? Dude, just help Help me out and don't go to church wearing your MAGA hat or your small group wearing your MAGA hat, okay? Just for the love of God. Like, for the love of God. Like, you know, we're not, I just don't talk about politics, okay? Please, especially right now, like, for the love of God. Like, just leave those topics, you know. Uh, I, I had a guy one time who wanted to start. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Y'all know the hot topics in our in our society right now, avoid them, okay? You know what I mean? Just because the goal is to bring people together, not throw people apart, right? We want to we wanna cause community. We don't want to cause division. Um, preparing for your meeting, the first, the, you know, I've got a few fill in the blanks here. Invite your people. Invite your people to your group. Invite people to your group. Uh, the next fill in the blank is text or call the day before your group as a friendly reminder, okay? Um, I feel like all of this is pretty self-explanatory, okay? Text or call. Um, the, I think initially it said email, and I was like, who's, I don't, who's email? Email is the worst. I hate email. 
it's for real estate agents. Okay. Uh, all right. So here's the next one. Next one on the blank is have food and snacks available. Food? What did you say? No drinks. Yeah, food and snacks and drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, so what's so funny is the, the pastor, I never actually got to tell this story, but the pastor at the church that I was at when I was leading this group, he literally said, uh, I don't want food at my small groups. And he asked me to lead the groups. Like, I was the small group pastor. And I said, I was like, uh, Carl, I was like, buddy, um, if, if you want me to be your small groups pastor, then you have to let me run small groups the way that I know they work, okay? He said, okay, okay, I'll compromise. If they have food and drinks, it's going to be water and crackers. I'm not joking. I'm like, you're a sick old man. You need to retire from the ministry now, immediately, okay? <laughs> I know he did, I know. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Okay. Uh, so my thing is, is y'all, food, like if somebody shows up and they don't know you, there's no relationship, there is nothing like a icebreaker than eating food, okay? Like you're sitting there eating delicious food together going, hey, so what's your name? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? And so it's not awkward. You're like eating food, okay? Awesome, right? The next one is this. Uh, create an inviting environment. I cannot tell you how important this is, right? When y'all come to church, we have music bumping in the parking lot because I want people the second they get out of their car to be like, ah, oh, this is a cool place. I don't want people walking into a quiet, dank, dark. I know, and I tried to, I tried, yeah. And I, I'm not gonna lie to you, the lobby is super awkward for me. It's like so quiet. I'm like, I don't want blaring music like outside, but I do want a vibe, right? So my thing is, is this, right? Make sure your house is clean if you're going to have a small group at your house. Like, don't let people roll into your house and, like, you know, it's like, I, I don't I'm not going to, yeah, your dog, there's dog poop on the floor. Come on. Okay, guys, come on. Okay. I'm not going to go into that anymore, but just come on, right? Um, yeah, every, our house is dirty a lot, too. No, it's not. That's a total lie. <laughs> okay. Anyways, but what I'm saying is, I'm not saying your house can't be dirty. I'm just saying that if you're going to host a small group, spend some time. Clean it up before people get there because you won't be able to enjoy it. Not go, what's that smell? It's coming from the pile of trash on the ground. <laughs> okay. I think there may be something dead in there. No? Okay, moving on. All right. Um, yeah, dude, a Bluetooth speaker goes a long way, okay? Like, it really does. So, I mean, okay, let me just say this real fast. S filter your playlist, okay? <laughs> like... <laughs> I was at an Easter event one time, and someone put a playlist together, and one of the songs dropped the F-bomb in the middle of the playlist. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, did you not see the freaking lyric discretion or parental discretion? Like, you didn't see that explicit material? I'm like, God. Put I know. That's who I was talking about. I was trying not to call her out, okay? Anyways, um, yeah. Okay, this goes without saying, but we, we as a church— we are not, we don't preach, don't drink, but we definitely are not drinking in our small groups, okay? And the reason why I say that, now at the after party, I'm just totally joking, I'm totally joking, okay? Um, the reason why I say that is because you never know who is going to come to your group and what it is that they're struggling with, right? And I'm just going to tell you, like, I enjoy a drink. We believe in moderation, okay? We really do. I do not get drunk. We believe in moderation. But I'm going to tell you, there's no drink on the planet that is worth causing someone to stumble, 
It's just not. And so that's our heart. Small groups are meant to be, bring freedom to people, not to cause people to trip, be tripped up, okay? And use discretion, right? You know what I mean? So just, yeah, obviously don't, don't drink at the groups, okay? Um, yeah, okay, moving on, right? Group dynamics, and we are almost done. Quit judging me over there, okay? Uh, group dynamics, and I feel like we've gone over some of this already. Okay, give time for discussion. Avoid doing all the talking. We've already talked about that, right? It's the 70-30 rule, okay? The leaders of the group, um, approximately 70% of the speaking should be from members and not the leader. 30% should be from the leader, okay? You are a conversation facilitator, okay? Um, big thing, big thing. Keep the discussion positive, okay? Keep the discussion positive. Um, it's kind of like what we talked about this morning. It's like people, sometimes people are bitter and they just are always trying to go to the negative. Keep it positive. Like nothing will kill your group faster than having someone who is just the negative Nancy, right? Let's avoid that or the negative Ned. <laughs> Whatever you want to call I could come up with those names all day, all day. Okay. Yeah, well, how about having two arms, my dude? My dude, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, carefully lead the conversations back to topics that w when tangents occur, you know, and you can do that without being rude. You can, there's ways to do it, right? If you need help, let me know. I'm a pretty much a ninja at steering conversations back. Um, and then, again, follow up one-on-one -on -one with the person who had that crazy issue happen, you know, um, but I'm telling you, you will have people that every week their dog dies. Every week. It's like, dude, how many dogs do you have? Like, their dog died and their car broke down. And, you know, and it's real. It's real stuff. We know it's real stuff, right? But I'm going, like, keep it positive, okay? Um, steer the direction or steer the discussion in a, in a direction where everyone can participate. My wife is always having to get onto me because I love photography. And I'll find someone who loves photography, and I'll be like, blah, 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 blah. and then I'll just cut everyone else out of the conversation, and it'll just be, ah, nah, 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 nah. and she's like, babe, no one is talking about photography right now. And I'm like, well, I am. <laughs> so steer it back, right? Steer it back. Um, yeah, unless it's a photography group. Then, 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 yeah, exactly. Okay, be prepared to change the direction of a meeting if needed. The primary goal is to create an environment where people feel loved and accepted. Um, here's one that's pretty obvious, right? Uh, men should minister to men and women should minister to women, right? I'm, we're not legalistic, okay? Like, I'm not trying to be like that. But, uh, you know, couples can minister to, to a single person. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but, yeah. I had a conversation with someone today about, like, one, they should delete TikTok. And two, like, you really shouldn't be having, like, crazy inappropriate conversations with someone of the opposite sex. It's just you shouldn't be having it. You know what I mean? And so men minister, yeah. 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 And, and so here, here let, me just, let me just balance this, okay? Because here's the reality, right? Like, there are certain topics that I won't even go with with women. I just won't do it, right? I, it doesn't mean that I don't pastor people, right? It doesn't mean I don't pastor women. But there are topics that I'm just not even going to talk to them about. Because, one, I don't understand my own wife. I'm definitely not going to understand you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean. It's, it's a pretty safe thing, like, to just men minister to men, women minister to women. Um, oh, my God. Wow. Oof. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to push through this real quick. Section three and then section four is very short, right? I know, you're the one yelling at me, okay? Uh, section three is you, the leader, okay? 
Um, hang on one second. You, the leader. Okay, you are responsible for creating the unseen elements that are in your group, okay? And what, what I mean by that is um, a positive atmosphere that is full. Okay, that's your fill in the blank. A positive atmosphere that is full of faith, hope, and love inspires people to grow and facilitates healthy relationship building and allows the Holy Spirit to work, okay? If, if you create a positive environment and you are the one that's like saying, you know what, I'm going to, you know, and that, that's the next thing, actually. Pray before you meet. Pray before you meet. Your people will ne- probably never see you pray for them before they come. You know, I don't know who prayed for the chair of the gentleman that's, that was a guest here this morning, but whoever prayed for that chair this morning prayed for that man. He didn't know that. He had no idea that somebody prayed for him before he got there, right? Pray, pray before your meeting. You should spend time in prayer before your meeting and just invite the presence of God into your meeting because whether you're doing photography or soccer or whatever, the Holy Spirit can absolutely encompass that relationship. How many of you know that the greatest facet for the Holy Spirit to move is through relationships, right? So pray before your meeting, right? As the leader, here's the next film blank, it is your role to set the tone and culture of your group. Atmosphere does not just happen. It doesn't. It does not just happen, okay? Um, and so it is, it is your responsibility. And here's a list of things. like per, uh, It is your responsibility to consider the location of your group and prepare for the meeting. Um, I've seen groups do name tags. I think that they're really lame. <laughs> name tags are really lame. But if you like name tags and you're horrible with names, feel free. Go for it. I think it's fine. Um, food and examples of um, what basically what you can set are examples of what you can set as a leader. Um, cultivate a life-giving atmosphere. Be a source of encouragement. You, you don't have to know all the answers to be able to be a source of encouragement. Like, that's so big. Like, you don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to be a philosopher. Actually, I tell people all the time, I don't want to be remembered for how much I know. I want to be remembered for how much I care. That's it. Like, I could care less if I'm known as the guy that had the massive church but didn't ever talk to people. I don't care. It's, uh, you know, you get what I'm saying, right? Cultivate a life-giving atmosphere. Um, the most important thing is creating a positive atmosphere. In creating a positive atmosphere is having fun. There's your feeling. Having fun. Just have fun, right? Nobody wants to come to a dull, boring, stale environment, right? I mean, you all have been to those groups where you're like, yeah, it was amazing. Get us out of here. We're never coming back. Like, it's so awkward, so uncomfortable, right? Um, create that environment. It's a really big deal. Um, now we're going to jump to childcare, and I'm just going to briefly go over this. Uh, she talked about it a second ago. And actually, there are some things in your book that I'm like, uh, this was like from a previous church, and I don't really, we can't promise some of these things, right? But I do want to give you, uh, I do want to give, like, we're going to have childcare for our group, right? Okay, we're not. Okay, we're not. Why not? Okay, we'll talk about that. All right. So here's my thing, though. Here's my thing, though. Like, if you're doing, and, you know, like, it doesn't look like we're going to have childcare for our groups, but that's okay. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about it. But, look, ways, ways to create a, a childcare environment is basically, like, we've done tip, like a tip-based thing where we have, like, a tip jar. And I, I bring that junk up every group. Like, at the end of it, before people leave, I'm like, hey, y'all, listen, listen. 
Like, here's the tip jar. Like, y'all know if your kids are back there and you know how crazy your children are. Like, we would tip our people crazy good because my children are probably, like, making them consider never doing this again, right? I want them to get that tip and go, oh, you know what? This is actually pretty sweet. I can do this again. You know, that's... Yeah. But here, here's what we would do. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't look like this is going to affect anybody, but this is something for the future, right? Like you can think about that. And, you know, y'all with your, your guys group, you can, you can do your, you know, you basically are creating the childcare for yourself. Y'all are hanging out and doing whatever y'all moms want to do. Okay. Um, I don't know if you get your hair did and have your habit together and kids are like running around. Okay, moving on, sorry. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's a great way because what happens is, right, it doesn't, it does not fall on any one person to like cover that financial responsibility. Like literally, if you have, you know, 10 people that come to your group and each of them give five bucks, that's a, that's a pretty fun day for somebody for uh, like an hour and a half. That's a pretty, that's a pretty great payday, right? Um, Okay, so uh, here we go. Understand your role, okay? Your capacity to develop healthy relationships will enhance your ability to minister in times of need, okay? That is your role as a small group uh, leader. And we talked about the, the teacher that died. You know, your ability to come around your people when they go through tragedy is gonna make all the difference in the world. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to make all, all the difference in the world for your ability, your ability to do that. Um, we believe that you can effectively lead a group if you do this. And it's a fancy acronym for ESPN, okay? Encourage people. Share scripture. Everyone can do that. Pray. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Prayer. It's a lot. And next steps, right? And the next steps, all that means is you're looking for people. Like, where are they at? Where's their next steps, okay? Um, like, for example, if, if you're in a group and uh, one of the members just lost their job, right? And uh, basically, like, you can encourage them by going, hey, and everybody's been in this space. But, hey, Joe, I know you just lost your job, but can I tell you something? The Bible says that God sees everything. And this, did, this may have caught you off guard, but this, is, this, didn't keep, this didn't catch him off guard, right? God, pursue him. Stay faithful. He is going to take care of you. He's going to protect you. You can easily um, do that. And I'm just going to run through these. Yeah. Oh, times of need. Times of need. Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to run through these real fast. Um, Okay, uh, I'm gonna, just going to read it, the scripture. So Proverbs 27, three say, or 27, 23 says this. Be sure to know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds, okay? You're basically just taking care of the people in your group. That's all you're doing. You're becoming friends with them, and that's what friends do, right? Amen? That's what they do. Um, your primary role as a small group leader is to assess the spiritual condition of your group members and help them move one step further in their walk in, with Christ, right? That's pretty self-explanatory. Um, some practical steps. If a group member is not in a relationship with Christ, bring him or her to church. 
right? Invite them to church. That's easy. It's pretty practical. Uh, to a church service, sorry, to a church service. Um, encourage group members to be water baptized, right? That's pretty simple. Somebody needs to be baptized. Um, there's something in yours that, that actually does not apply to us. I, there's some things that I missed. I apologize. It says challenge your group members to complete growth track. We don't have growth track right now. Eventually we will, and then it will apply, but we don't right now. So um, growth track is just a fancy way of getting people into the church and serving. But we're doing that pretty much by just talking to people right now. Um, connect group members to a serve team. I did delete it. Cool. Sorry. I thought I didn't, so I did. Awesome. Sorry. Connect, connect group members to a serve team. Um, encourage group members to daily, read, daily Bible reading and prayer. Super big, super big. Um, tips on how to be a successful small group, and then we are literally, I think this is our last little bit. Yep, it is, definitely. Okay, uh, let's see. Pray daily for your group members. Pray daily for your group members. Um, I could literally so, tell you so many examples of me just shooting someone a text, praying for you, and you have no idea how much that means to me right now in this moment. You know, pray for your group leaders. Two, uh, develop an assistant. What that means is if there's somebody in your group that they feel, man, you just feel like they would be a great small group leader potentially, like talk to them, develop them, and let them help you. Hey, come early. Come early and help me set up or help me whatever. You know what I mean? Think, think of a way to help people to get involved, his or her, or, you know, whoever it is, him or her, get involved in, in serving. Um, third is spend time individually with group members between meetings. This is not a requirement, okay? It's not a requirement, but the goal is, is that you develop friendships that you would want to spend time with outside of that. Like, you know what I mean? That's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, four is foster communication with your group. Um, have your group members exchange contact information. I mean, that's, I mean, I've done that with everybody here. You know what I mean? Um, make sure that you are exchanging information with the people at your group. The worst thing that you could do is let your guests come into your group and not get their phone number. Like, that is like an open door to continued relationship. You know what I mean? So get their information. Um, five, engage in a serve project or outreach during the semester, right? Lacey, we had talked about that, you know? Um, I, that's a fantastic thing. Like, pick one of the weeks and go, hey, we're going to care cuts, and we're going to serve homeless people, you know? Um, you, do that. It's a great way to build relationships with people. Uh, six is rally your group members through crisis. Use wisdom and be sensitive. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? You know? Like, if, if somebody goes through something difficult, dude, hey, this person, make your little text group. We've had text groups where it's like, you can shoot that. Um, you know, like, Lacey, you called me regarding, you know, some things with the baby, you know, and we're like, let me just pray. Let's pray. Let's unite together. Let's pray and agree that God's going to move. God's going to do something. Rally around your group members, you know. Um, we've had, we have co-leaders, right? You can have co-leaders. Co-leader in a group is optional, but a co-leader is a great role for, for someone that maybe isn't super confident to lead, but they're, they're there to, like, basically learn the ropes pretty much, right? Um, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump ahead here. I don't think we have any more fill in the blanks for a minute. Small a small group leader is passionate about God and people. Come on, somebody, that's pretty, pretty good. A person with character and integrity. A person who is committed to uh, personal 
and spiritual growth, right? Personal spiritual growth. Someone that wants to grow themselves and wants to help other people grow. Um, launching your small group, last section, okay? The process of launching your small group. Attend a small group leadership training. Yay, good job. You guys did that. So proud of you, right? Um, and complete a small group leader application one-on-one. And what that means is, have I talked to you about your small group? Yes, we have. We've talked. Okay, cool. You guys are ready. Yay. Check it off the list. Okay, there's more stuff on here. Section five is extras, and it is basically icebreakers that we have given to you so that you guys don't get stuck in a small group going like, you know what I mean? What the heck do I do? I literally, there's even like a list of icebreaker questions that you can ask. Like some of us don't know what to talk to people about. Here's a list of questions you can talk about. Seriously, look at them and go, you know, and some of them are corny, I think, but some of them are really good. So there's a list of fun ideas. Does anybody have any questions? I know this went a little long, but does anybody have any questions about small groups?